In today's show, we're looking back at all of the action across Tuesday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. Let's talk. Games. Let's talk what went on in the NBA. We did get some injury updates today. We're going to cover a little bit of that uh, in today's show. In today's show as well. So let's uh, let's crack in right now. And the first game we're going to take a squiz at is the first game of the day. It is the Chicago Bulls comfortably beating the Indiana Pacers one thirteen ninety seven. The Bulls went with a very very small uh, rotation. They basically played seven men pretty much in the second half, especially eight men in total. Um, Lowry Markkinen played 22 minutes. He had 15 and six with three threes. That's pretty good. I don't expect him to be a 71% shooter, and I do think that you are much better off just having him as a waiver wire guy and not a, a must-roster 12-teamer. But Nikola Vucevic, he really is the story here. It's Bosa. It's big Bosa. It didn't take a single free throw, which is troubling as a big man. But 32-17-5 with four triples and a block. He was huge. 37 usage. And Zach Levine, who I did detail on my buy low show, didn't shoot particularly well. 33 from the field and 75 from the line. But he was a massive plus 16. Had 19-8-6 and and blocked a shot. So good numbers there. And Paddy Williams, he did his thing. He had four steals. He had 10 points. He hit a three. Now, he's not reliable by any stretch, but occasionally he'll have these big games, especially defensively, which gives him a marginal appeal. He's more of a 14 to 16 team league player. 31 minutes is a lot for Kobe White, but remember, there was no Daniel Tice, no Garrett Temple in this one, and they're guys who will be in the rotation, so White unlikely to play 31 minutes a night. He had 13, 3, and 6, which is totally fine, but it's nothing where I want to rush to go and add him in a 12-team. Well, Sadoransky was a little bit disappointing. He still played 34 minutes, so it wasn't that White was cutting into his time. 7-6-3 and three is not all that good. Well, Thad Young, 28 minutes, 14-7-5. And, and and Thad does remain a 12-team league player. For the Pacers, there was no Brogdon. There was no Sabonis. Now, on the broadcast, they did say that Sabonis was probably a little bit behind Brogdon in terms of returning. So it looks like a couple more games for him probably out. And then Miles Turner sprained his ankle. Now, x-rays were negative, but Nate Bjorkren said at the end of the game that it didn't look particularly good, which means you're going to think at least a minimum of a week here for Turner. So... Is it time for the dart? Problem with my Gogomobile. Gogomobile? No, not the dart. Not the dart. No, it is the dart, in fact. Goga Badadze. He had 19 minutes here. 4, 3, and 6. One steal, three blocks. He copped a whack in the head and had to go to the locker room for a bit, but he returned. And there's a chance for him to put up maybe for two games, maybe for three games, maybe for a week. Who knows? There's a chance for him to put up some pretty solid numbers, and he's at least worth a stream for Wednesday. Deeper leagues, you're going to want to watch Jakar Sampson as well, who had six points in 12 minutes. Jeremy Lamb also played well. 15 points in 23 minutes, but most importantly, he had six deals and a block. Now, that has no chance of being able to continue. And I don't think there's any need to rush to add him in 12-team leagues. Levert, 26-5. and five. That's pretty good. Also shot the ball well. And then uh, TJ McConnell, only 25 minutes, but still did what he does. And that's five assists and two steals, and he remains a 12-team league player. Edmund Sumner started in place of Brogdon, had 15 points on only eight shots. 
Two steals is nice. He does have some appeal as a stream option if Brogdon is out. Well, I think I think we've got to give the Jack Armstrong treatment to Justin Holiday. Get that garbage out of here! Look, he's been good all year. The 111th ranked player, but 238th over the last two weeks. Karis Levert's return has impacted him. Um, uh, Jeremy Lamb's getting some of these minutes. Sumner's now in the rotation. There's just not enough for me. He, he had two points, one rebound, and, and one block. That's all he had. And the recent production is not great. And I do think that streaming his roster spot is probably going to give you more value in 12-team leagues than just holding on based on what he was doing when he was playing 34 a night and a whole bunch of wings were out and Oladipo was there and no Karis LeVert was there. Um, so there, I'm not I'm not convinced. In fact, I'm pretty confident that he is a guy that you could consider as a, as a droppable player at this point. Let's go on to the next game. We're looking at the Sixers who beat the Celtics. This one-point line for the Sixers in this game never made sense. They won this pretty comfortably. In fact, it's probably a larger margin than the 10 points at the end would lead you, lead you to believe. 106-96 Philadelphia wins. Joel Embiid was back 35-6 and six with a steal. So with a three and a block, he just had 20 free-throw attempts. Really put the Celtics in some real trouble. Well, Dan Green had 17 points. Five triples and two steals, and Green remains a 12-team league guy. The Thick Hogsman, not particularly good here, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. 10 points on 36%, but contributed in other areas. Eight boards, four assists, two steals, and a block. And Ben Simmons, at least the field goal percentage jumped back up, 57%, 12-4-6 with three steals. And we talked about him in the buy-low show as well, how his um, assist numbers and his field goal percentage were way down without Embiid, and at least they push back up. We still need more improvement there. George Hill, it looks like he's going to be out for a little while longer, so that does prolong some of the minutes for Seth Curry, but I just don't... What he's doing is not valuable. Nine points, 32 minutes, two assists... 247th ranked player. He is rostered in far too many 12-team leagues. We're at a stage where your playoffs have already started or you're pushing into the playoffs and holding on to a bloke who might might be a top 150 player. Um, I don't think that's I don't think that's good basketball. Not that this is basketball, but you know what I mean. The painter Matisse Leibel did his thing. He got the triple one, while Dwight Howard had nine boards in 14 minutes. And uh, Shake Milton, yeah, uh, Shake Milton, he can go. Six points in 19 minutes for the Celtics. Tatum had 20 points on 41%. So a bit disappointing. While well, Jalen Brown, only the 17 here. JB, you've done it again. At least he shot well, but his peripherals were absent. Three rebounds, zero assists, and zero steals. He's, um, what, the 52nd ranked player over the last two weeks, and I think that's a fair indication of where he is. Now, the rock DJ, Robbie Williams, don't panic. He played 14 minutes. He got in at 3,000 in about five minutes and was in, in fouled out in those 14 minutes because that's what Embiid does occasionally, and that's just the shit that's going to happen. Four and nine with a block. He's still, look, that's still actually not bad fantasy value. You'd hope for a little bit more. Do not react to this. Do not drop him. Do not panic. It was an Embiid factor. That meant that we got the, the Cornetto, Luke Cornette, to play 15 minutes. He had six points with two triples and three. Three blocks, don't read into that. Smart had 14 with three assists, and Kemba had 14, three, and six. Well, Romeo Langford, he's look, he, I know someone asked me about him. He's just not going to have any fantasy impact whatsoever. But maybe in days like tomorrow when Kemba's going to be out, maybe he gets extra minutes. But he is not the greatest stat accumulator, and uh, the role is just not going to be large enough, I don't think, for him to really matter all that much for fantasy. Guys, it's time for the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week, and it is Drew Holiday. Not only is Drew the third-ranked player in fantasy basketball over the last week, he signed a lucrative contract extension. The Bucks are going well. He's playing at a career-high level over this last week, and yeah, he's happy. He's enjoying himself, and if you have Drew Holiday on your fantasy team, why wouldn't you be enjoying yourself? Enjoyment isn't the end game. It is the whole game, and with Michelob Ultra, it is only worth it if you enjoy it with 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. The joy in drinking a Michelob Ultra creates that success 
success in your life. The happiness that you get from drinking this can be equivalent to the happiness of having Drew Holiday on your fantasy team. Are you happy because you win? Or do you win because you're happy? Or do you win because you got Drew Holiday? The Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Drew Holiday. Um, all right, let's move on now to the uh, to the next game. Which game is this one we're looking at? We have got the Los Angeles Lakers comfortably beating the Toronto Raptors 110-101. A couple of early ejections. The table Montrez Harrell lasted two minutes and he was ejected alongside the Jedi OG Ananobi. But what about Scarf? OG, Blizziago stop ones. OG. Uh, you better stop OG. Um, yeah, so he's, he's gone at Ananobi after 10 minutes and then... In a weird move, um, straight after they got ejected, Dennis Smith checked himself out of the game and went to the locker room to tell Montrez Harrell, thanks. It's a pretty weird thing to do. You can do it at halftime. You can do it later in the game. Pretty weird thing to do from Schroeder. Anyway, the it, it did not um, deserve an ejection at all for either guy. Schroeder hard fouled Ananobi, and at the end, yeah, Ananobi sort of had Schroeder's leg, and you sort of tipped him up and then Harold came in to push. It was the biggest bullshit ejection you've ever seen. Give him text if you want, but ejection is absolutely not necessary. Um, yeah, so that was ludicrous. Schroeder had 12-2-9 with two steals. Good numbers for him. Well, how about Mark Gasol? Oh, hi, Mark. 13-9-5 with four blocks. That is excellent. Gasol's been putting up some good numbers, but of course, Andre Drummond's going to come back next week and they're going to start Andre Drummond over their best center in Mark Gasol. Um, Gasol still got it at times. He's still a really good defender. He's a good ball mover. He hasn't been particularly good at times this year, from a, or especially from a fantasy perspective, but the frustration's going to be here as they play the inferior player in Andre Drummond. Can't wait for that. Taylor Horton Tucker, 26 minutes, 17, 4, and 6, but this game was a blowout, so we had minutes sort of all over the place, but it didn't stop Cole Kuzma playing a lot because he was terrible. Eight points on 13 shots. That's 23%. He still had two blocks and two threes and remains a must-roster 12-team league player. Um... Markev Morris is all right. Morris has some 12-team stream ability, 15 and 9 with three triples there. And uh, Alex Caruso had 13 points in 28 minutes. He had 13, 5, and 4 with two steals. So some pretty good games. But this this wasn't as close as the nine-point margin would have you believe at the end. Um, Toronto. There was no Lowry or Van Vliet or Rocket Rodney Hood. And then they decided to start DeAndre Bembry alongside Gary Trent. Um, and Bembry, again, I thought played well. 12, 5, and 3 with 5 steals. And the, his his value in hitting, getting some assists and getting some steals at least has deep league value while these guys are out. And then Malachi Flynn started off poor, but 33 minutes off the bench, started the second half in place of Ananobi. 11 and 8 with 4 assists, 2 steals, a block, and 2 triples. Another brilliantly well-rounded line from Flynn. Now, he's not going to be able to maintain 12-team league value this season. I just don't see it because Lowry, Van Vliet, and Hood are all going to come back. But he is a absolutely high dynasty target for me. I think he can be maybe his top 10 out of this class. Um, and really, a couple of top 100 fantasy seasons, I think, can come from Flynn in, in the future. And we're seeing flashes of that now. Siakam had 27 points in 41 minutes. Absolutely no need for him to play 41 minutes in a game that was really out of control early. Two steals and a block while the wiki Chris Boucher played 33 minutes. And we know if he gets the minutes, the numbers will be there. Didn't block a shot, but 19 and 8 with a 3. 44% shooting is rough. You've got to take the good with the bad with Boucher. Uh, I still think that he is a 12-team rosterable player, but there's going to be some shit ones coming up, I guarantee you. And then Gary Trent. This is what I warned you about Gary Trent, and this is why I was pretty lukewarm about adding him. 11 points, 27% shooting, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. He just doesn't do anything in those other areas, and when he has a shit night, it's a shit night. And this is the problem with Gary Trent. This is why his fantasy value isn't there. You want points and threes? Sure, he's a streamable guy, but don't hold on to him like this. He's this Norman Power replacement, going to be top 70 or anything like that as we move forward. Because he isn't that, and I do not believe that you believe that either, even though some people will tell you. And people really buy into short-term narratives. Oh, man, look at that. Look how well he's shooting. 
I saw that. I mentioned this again. I saw this on Reddit. Someone said, guys, you know, his shooting's going to regress. And someone said, oh, he's not shooting that much above average. It's only eight percentage points. He's you know, shooting 40%. 42% this season, and he's only at 50% now. But that is huge. Like, losing eight percentage points is such a massive, massive dip in your value. You don't understand how big of an impact that is. And saying that, oh, yeah, it's not that much going from 50 to 42. It is an absolute shit ton. And then, and because you're not going to go just from 50 down back and start shooting your average, you're going to probably dip under it. And that's exactly what we saw here for Trenner. And that is always going to be the concern with someone like him who fails to contribute in many different areas. All right, let's go on to the next game now. We're going to look at the New Orleans Pelicans and the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks win this one easily, 123-107. No Ingram, no Alexander Walker, who's out for minimum two weeks. I think that's pretty optimistic. Again, high ankle sprain, a team that is absolutely flailing at the moment. Even they said Josh Hart, he'll be reevaluated in two weeks. They'll be, he'll be reevaluated in two weeks, and they'll say he's not coming back. So I think Alexander Walker is a drop. I think Josh Hart is a drop. There was no Kyra Lewis in this game. Let's start with the feel-good story. Isaiah Thomas played 25 minutes. That's great. He's claiming, oh, I'm so, I'm so good now. My um, hip, I don't even have to ice it. He had 10 points on 31% shooting. So before we get too excited about Isaiah Thomas, um, don't. Because, again... He can say his hip's fine, and he is the master of self-promotion, which is excellent. I love that he does it. It's it's awesome. He is constantly out there, hey, give me a job, give me a job. Look how good I am, and he constantly says it. But we've seen this for four years in the NBA. Like He just isn't efficient anymore, and he doesn't have that, uh, that pop once more. Um, I worry a little bit that the Pelicans, without Alexander Walker and Hart, might prioritize Thomas over um, Kyra Lewis, which would be batshit insane. And I will roast the absolute shit out of Van Gundy if he does that. But it hasn't happened yet, so I'm going to keep it to myself. But just be warned, it might happen. Lonzo Ball was amazing. 12, 9, and 11, three steals, two blocks, four triples, outside of the plus minus, which is horrendous. I mean, amazing from a fantasy perspective. Well, Zion, first game back, just a casual 34 points on 67% shooting, and was 9 of 10 from the line. His efficiency is otherworldly. He is the seventh-ranked player over the last two weeks, dropped 46 fantasy points. And I think Eric Bledsoe is a 12-team league guy. 14 points, four triples, four assists. Look, they're just going to have to force him minutes. Now, there was no Ingram. So James Johnson started at small forward, but the worry I had with Johnson is he hadn't played a single second without Ingram and, and Williamson, and then both those guys went out. He put up big games. And in this one, he played 26 minutes. He had eight points. The three blocks are still nice, but where does he fit when Ingram returns? Does he even play in the rotation? So I think that while he's been added in a ton of leagues and it's fine as a short-term thing, I just cannot see it maintaining long-term. Jackson Hayes had 11 and 7 in 17 minutes before hurting his leg, so maybe deeper leagues want to look at Billy Hearn and Gomez. And I was I was impressed by uh, Najee Marshall. I wasn't impressed by the fact that he shot 20%, but 8 and 9 in 28 minutes, they're giving him almost that Josh Hart role. It is hard to fully understand how it all works because no Ingram and no Lewis, who I do think, obviously, Ingram's going to be a starter and Lewis is going to be a key part of the rotation. But Najee Marshall, for deeper leagues, at least pay a little bit of attention to him. I think that's probably... Um, Probably the right move at this point with him. For the Hawks, no Collins, no Hunter. It looks like John Collins is going to be out another week, would be my guess, and maybe another week for DeAndre Hunter. Trey Young had 30 points in 31 minutes with 12 assists, while Bogdanovich another 21 in 30 minutes. Bogdanovich playing really well, shooting well. There's going to be some ups and downs for sure, and he's going to shit the bed in one of these games coming up. But 30 fantasy points, he is a 12-team league guy. Capella had 12 and 12, and Fanta Pants had a bit of a reprieve with Hunter, Reddish, and Dunn all out and starting over Snell. The 17 points are nice. I still don't think that he's any more than a streamer. The Italian cock, they didn't have to push him too much, which on a back-to-back is fine. 14 points in 21 minutes. He is a 12-team league player, while Lou Williams is not. 12 points for Lou in 19 minutes, and Solomon... 
Solomon Hill played 30 minutes for uh, for a reason. Not sure what they were. Five points, nine rebounds, two steals. Just, just deeper league stuff there. Another solid enough performance, I thought, from Anyeka Okongwu. 20 minutes, seven points, three rebounds, one steal, two blocks. His value is going to be being a guy like a Nerlens Noel who can rack up defensive stats, but also can be a pretty high-efficiency uh, finisher and a, a decent enough rebounder. And I think for him, yeah, he will be a starting center at some point in the NBA, whether it's on this team or not, I don't know. And I think he has multiple top 50 fantasy seasons in him. We just don't know when that's going to be. Guys, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Their flavors, amazing. We just saw the Built Bar March Madness or Built Bar Madness with the uh, coconut chunk uh, coming out on top. But so many great flavors right across the range. This is the best tasting protein bar ever. It tastes just like a candy bar. And those bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they are soft and easy to chew. So it's great if you're looking to maintain or lose some weight. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein and high fiber. And great if you're on a keto diet. The coconut almond bar, 18 grams of protein with just 180 calories and 5 grams of sugar and only five grams of net carbs. So if you go to builtbar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. The promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football and college basketball are done, but the NBA and the NHL are in full swing and BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. So head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today using our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. Let's go on to the next game. We've got the Miami Heat and the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies on the road with a big win, 124-112, but it came at a cost. There was no Brandon Clark, D'Anthony Melton, or Justice Winslow, and then at the end of the game, Ja Morant hurt his back. Now, Morant is clearly not playing well, 10-4-4 in 29 minutes. If he has to miss time, uh, he's a, he is a drop, to be honest, because he's the 115th-ranked player who's going to miss time. Uh, you can't hold it, I don't think. He is really struggling at the moment. And uh, that's not ideal because we love watching Jar play, but nothing is good from him from a fantasy perspective at this point. Valanciunas is 20 and 10 in 27 minutes for Big JV. Jonas Vasu Inuansas. And with Brandon Clark out, Kyle Anderson had 19, 8 and 6. And Dylan Brooks, he went bananas. He had 21 points in a quarter. Ended with 28 with five triples and two steals. So really good numbers. We can't trust 63% shooting from Brooksy. But with all of these guard injuries now, he's going to have some solid value. John Conchar in deeper leagues, this dude fills it up. 5, 2 and 6 with two steals. He's going to have to get minutes, especially if Melton and Morant don't play tomorrow. While it was a stinker from Grayson Allen. I've been talking him up. Hey, go and add him. And then he has eight points on nine shots. Woof. But he is the 149th ranked player this season, 124th over the last two weeks. So I'll give him a little bit of leeway, especially with those injuries piling up. I think if Morant does miss and if Melton's out, Tyus Jones is going to start. Now, we've seen the Tyus Jones starting experiment before. It's low value, but he gets assists. He doesn't turn it over. He can get some steals and hit some threes. There's very little upside. He's not a high scorer, but those assists can be valuable. So maybe you look at adding him in a 12-teamer. Well, Desmond Bain had 15 points with three threes, two steals, and a block in 22 minutes. I like Bain. I just don't see that clear path at this point to big minutes, but maybe with the Melton, Winslow, Clark, Morant injuries, maybe he can force it. I'm not I'm not 100%, um, 100% convinced uh, about that at this point. If we go on to the Miami Heat side of things, Bam Adebayo had a triple-double. <laughs> Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> 18, 10, and 10 with three steals. Butler had 28, 3, and 5. And guess what, guys? It was another subpar night from Victor Oladipo. He played 33 minutes, so that's more encouraging. 
16 and 6 looks good on the surface, but two assists, zero steals, zero blocks, 43 from the field and 60 from the line. Just, again, hurting your efficiency. I'm not dropping him. It's getting close. Dragic had nine points. He's not a 12-team league guy. While the Spur Dunk Robinson, nice 14 points with four triples. And Hero had 19 with four triples too. I think both of those guys can be 12-team league players without being must roster. While Ariza had two points in 26 minutes. And they did sign the undertaker, Dwayne Dedman. No, I don't think Dedman's a 10, a 12, a 14, or even a 16-team league player. He probably takes some minutes off Bielitsa. Maybe he takes some from Ariza. Maybe he takes some from Achua, but Achua wasn't even in the rotation in this game. So I don't really see big things from uh, The Undertaker, Dwayne Debman, or nothing for you to get particularly excited about anyway. All right, so let's go on to the next game now. There's a weird glitch. Now, these box scores that I get for the video, if you're watching this on video, I get them off ESPN, but there's some glitch where no stats are showing up on ESPN, and it's happening for your fantasy leagues as well. That will be corrected, but they're not there at the moment. So it's going to look a little bit different. I grabbed it off the Basketball Monster box score page. Um, it's going to look it's going to look different for you, but hey, I'm still going to talk about what the game's uh, results were. Um Pretty comfortable victory here for Denver in the end, 134-119. Jeremy Grant came out on fire for Detroit. 29 points in 30 minutes with four assists. Shot the ball really well, 61%, 39 usage. Well, the depressed penis, we talked about him, or I talked about him in the pregame, saying he's had some real stinkers in a row, so he's he's bound to have this really big game, and he did. Now, it's very Gary Trent-esque. 25 points with six triples, zero rebounds, one assist, zero steals, and zero blocks. And that's why I'm not particularly high on Bay as a fantasy prospect because the, he is a little bit empty across the board, but that, that's solid enough. And he probably is a 12-team league guy, but I don't mind having him or using his spot for streaming. Dennis Smith was in the rotation, but playing 14 minutes only in a blowout when Hayes didn't play. Um, would make me think that he is not a large part of this rotation. Josh Jackson was pretty poor. Saban Lee was scoreless. He had seven assists, but Hayes is going to be starting really soon for this team. Very hard to get a full read on this game. Look at this. Tyler Cook played 12 minutes. Hamadou Diallo had eight points in 17 minutes. I do not believe that MC Hamadou Diallo is a 100% must roster player for points leagues, maybe. I just think that he is considerably overrated as a fantasy player, even as a real-life player. This was not good for him, but it wasn't good for many players. I just don't think that he's guaranteed to be must-roster. Isaiah Stewart, 28 minutes. Mason Plumley, 20. 9-8 and eight for Stewart. I think that Stewart is worth holding in 12-team leagues, so I think we're going to have a little bit more of this from him, getting more minutes than Mason, even if he doesn't start. Well, the Duke Wayne Ellington had two points in 13 minutes, and Joshy Jackson, seven points in 23. But honestly, just it was pretty bad from a Detroit perspective. If it wasn't for Grant and Bay, who shot unbelievably, this would have been uh, real ugly. Corey Joseph had six assists in 19 minutes, but I think his little run of being a 12-team league option is done. For the Denver Nuggets... Only 27 minutes there. 20, 27, 8, and 11 with a steal and a block. He's excellent. Well, Aaron Gordon, I, I don't know how to peg this bloke. Nine, well, actually, I, I, I would know how to peg him. Not That's not something I'm probably going to be doing, but I don't know how to fully judge his value. Nine points in 23 minutes, four rebounds, three assists, no steals, no blocks. Now, his steals and block numbers had been up in Denver, and I doubted the ability for that to continue. He was also shooting like 64%. I doubted the ability for that to continue. And the assists remained down, and that stayed the same. Now, the 23 minutes that he played here is largely due to the blowout. I still think, look, you can have him as a 12-team league guy, but I honestly do not think that he's must roster. He is a guy that you can have. You can drop him. He's going to be inconsistent, and that's going to be that's just what's going to happen. He is not a high-priority offensive option for this team. 
Porter had 25 and 7, and Will Barton 24, 6 and 4 with two steals. Pretty good game there for him. Well, PJ Dozier off the bench was also really good. 8 and 6 with five assists and three steals. I wouldn't count on that too much. The headmaster, Jamal Murray, was out, so Monty Morris started. He only played 23 minutes, while Faku Kompatsu played 22 as uh, Morris is working his way back from injury. No indication that Murray's injury is long term or serious. It might have just been a situation where, hey, let's just get him a, a bit of a rest in here on a back to back against Detroit, and that worked out pretty well. So I wouldn't be rushing to add Morris. I don't think I don't think there's anything serious, but I don't know anymore. While well, Paul Millsap added 12 points in 19 minutes, and of course Millsap is a pretty clear 12-team league drop at uh, at this stage. All right, so we've got nine games on on Wednesday. First one is the Wolves and the Pacers. D'Angelo Russell is listed probable, so that means he should be okay to play, but how they use him and Rick Rubio is still a pretty big question mark there. Of course, Malik Beasley is out. Well, for Indiana, you have to assume that Miles Turner won't play after spraining his ankle pretty bad. On Tuesday, DeMontis Sabonis, the talk from the broadcasters was that he was behind Brogdon in terms of his recovery time, so that was that's, you know, 20 hours before the start of this game, so I have to assume he doesn't play. So we're going to get maybe an opportunity for Goga Badadze to start, some more minutes for Jakar Sampson in there. And then Malcolm Brogdon hasn't played the last couple, so there's a chance he doesn't play. So Aaron Holiday, Edmund Sumner, Jeremy Lamb, Karis LeVert, all those guys get boosts in that scenario. Washington and Orlando, Bradley Beal, Rui Hachimura, and Robin Lopez are all um, are all questionable. Bertans would start in place of Rui. Um, Scott Brooks would do something stupid and start Hal Neto or Ish Smith probably in place of Brad Beal. While uh, at center, you'd have to get Alex Len getting more minutes, but there's obviously big question marks there. While for the Magic, both Cole Anthony and Michael Carter-Williams are listed questionable and Ken Birch is questionable. Should be absolutely no way that Birch replaces Wendell Carter. There's no way that's going to happen, but... RJ Hampton started last game at point guard. Will they go to Carter Williams? Will they put Anthony straight back in there? There are a lot of question marks with Steve Clifford's rotation there. The Pelicans and the Nets, the next one. The Pelicans, Zion returned on Tuesday, but we don't know whether Brandon Ingram will play. We don't know whether Kyra Lewis will play. I would doubt that Kyra plays in this one, and that will give Isaiah Thomas another opportunity to get some minutes. Najee Marshall, James Johnson, they're in the rotation, but how much they're in the rotation, if Ingram plays, is up in the air. Well, Jackson Hayes did hurt his leg towards the end of that game and didn't return, so maybe it's back to Billy Hernan Gomez as the backup center. The Knicks and the Celtics. Um, New York, pretty clear in terms of injuries outside of Mitchie Robinson. While for Boston, Kemba Walker will rest in this one. So we'll probably get someone like Shemi Ojale starting and pushing everyone else down a position. We could also have Tristan Thompson returning, although I don't think that he will start over Rob Williams. But Brad Stevens has made plenty of mistakes this season. So just chalk that one up to another one if it does happen. The Mavericks and the Rockets, Kristaps Porzingis, Trey Burke, and Maxi Kleber are all questionable. Of course, if Porzingis is out, or even if Kleber is out, look for Nicola Melli to step into that starting role. While for Houston, John Wall is questionable. If he is out, we get that bump for Kevin Porter. We get that bump for Avery Bradley. We get that bump for Sterling Brown as well. I imagine Kelly Olynyk starts because Daniel House is out. Uh, Memphis and Atlanta back-to-back for the Grizzlies and for the Hawks. Ja Morant hurt his back slash hip type area towards the end of the game. So his status is clearly up in the air. We also don't know about DeAnthony Melton or Brandon Clark or Justice Winslow. It could be a big role for someone like uh, Tyus Jones stepping up there with John Concha having to get some backup minutes because you know so many of the point guards could actually be out in this one. While for the Hawks, Johnny Collins and DeAndre Hunter will be out. Um, we don't know about Chris Dunn if he's back yet. I don't, appear, I don't imagine so, but those other two guys will be out. Charlotte and OKC, no Haywood, no ball for Charlotte. While no Baisley, no Gildas Alexander, no Dort, no Roby, no Horford for OKC. 
Just the usual suspects being absent there. Then they got the Spurs and the Nuggets back-to-back for Denver. The headmaster, Jamal Murray, did not play on Tuesday. Monty Morris started in his place, so we want to watch that one. While for San Antonio, DeJounte Murray, who missed last game with foot soreness, he is listed as questionable. Lonnie Walker and Kata Bates-Diop are both listed as out. The last game is the Suns and the Jazz. Abdul Nadir is out for Phoenix. Everyone else pretty much good to go. Frank Kaminsky off the injury report after missing the last few games. Now, if we look at some fan dual values, You've got to start with Goga Badadze at 3,900. Got to love that value with Sabonis and Turner, both most likely not playing. Sfima Hayluk, uh, Ty Jerome, PJ Washington Jr., uh, Jonas Valanciunas, uh, Brad Beal, if he plays, I don't mind him at 8,300. Jalen Brown, maybe Christian Wood, he's come down in salary. Terry Rozier, Trey Young, Pokyashevsky, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, Nikola Jokic. Wendell Carter's up to 73, so I'm not sure about that one. Uh, DeMar Rosen looks all right. Uh, Derek White under 6,000, perhaps. Kelly Olenek, maybe. I wouldn't want to use Moses Brown. Maybe Teo Maladon. Uh, and Russ Westbrook at 11,000 looks pretty good to me as well. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, hit the thumbs up on your way out. Don't let the door hit you in their ass, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.